Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. There's a big one at the London Stadium this weekend. Mourinho might be back at the bridge. And England bloody beat Spain. Away we go. As you heard from me on Monday, I knew they were going to beat them. I knew it. <laughs> cheeky draw, Donaldson. Nearly was a cheeky draw. <laughs> <laughs> the cheekiest of all the draws. Did you think at half time you think that draws on? We'll take that. <laughs> you know, we talk about our WhatsApp chat quite a bit on the Monday show, Whoa. and we always sort of bit of back and forward talking about the game that's on. A little bit of laughter. Very rarely does it all go completely silent because no one knows what to say. <laughs> and that happened when the third went in. Yeah. I noticed it. After that, it was mostly just swearing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it seems like a long time ago now, but my word, I'm still excited about Oi, it. Did you see us? Did you <laughs> fucking see us? <laughs> Marcus, 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 Marcus on CNN talking about that performance. I've never seen a more happy... Do you know what uh, it Full it, of the judges. I was, such humor. I was like a like, dog with two dicks. Can I tell you what Donald it Trump <laughs> getting the nomination. <laughs> it, was, it was just a dog with two dicks. Can I see that yeah. erase you? It reminded me, Marcus speaking on CNN about England beating Spain, reminded me of those adverts you get when people win the postcode lottery. <laughs> yeah. And they're presented with a big check. Jeff Brazier yeah. around, uh, around your house. Uh, I, don't, I, I, just, I just can't believe it. <laughs> it's going to change my life. Uh, it's fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Okay, we scored three goals. The greatest three goals. Um, oh, my goodness. Is that Donald Trump? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Via yeah. Kenneth Williams. <laughs> After a tooth extraction. <laughs> matron. Oh, matron. Okay. Uh, my goodness. I mean, you know, you can say that, you know, we only had... What was it, 27% didn't of the possession? It, Effective. Oi. Mm. But we had 60% of the goals, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, can you just tell everyone what you've referred to England's team as in the running order this uh, week? Southgate soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've, they've taken a huge step towards survival in League <laughs> A Group 4. They have. <laughs> what a, I mean, that was a six-pointer. We're not going down. <laughs> Peter but, Jackson's going to do a film about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. we, we, um, Imagine if we relegate Croatia. Yeah. World Cup revenge. Yeah, yeah, they go down with Germany. Oh, God. Could be. We okay. are through the looking glass. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, all joking aside. But no, no, let's keep the jokes. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was one of the most blistering first half performances for England. I'll tell you a joke. Go that on. yellow card for Eric Dyer. That's a joke. <laughs> There Jordan Dyer. Pickford got away well as well, didn't he? Should have been an OBE, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jordan, I know you like to get the rave on, but bloody Nora, yeah. start after the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just... Oh, to be, be fair, it was very much like he asked um, the... Was it Rodrigo Moreno? Yeah. Very much like he asked him to dance. He did. So, so it, it, did, it did sort of ring true with... Grab your Raven. partner by the waist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hope you get away with it. Yeah, indeed, yeah. But, I mean... A brilliant performance by England, though. Just... An, one thing that can't go on sale, I know it was a while back now, we will come on to talk about Premier League shortly, but 
it was such a young team as well by mm. England. Was it the youngest team since the 50s? I think so, yeah. Average age. And, and for all. them to soak up the pressure in the way they did and to, and to be confident enough to let Spain have the ball and then hit them in a way that really does suit England. And actually, in a way that they didn't really play like in the World Cup. Absolutely. I don't know if they didn't have the confidence then or Southgate feels like they've moved a bit further on their development and now they can do that. Well, mm. actually, perhaps as well, they didn't feel they needed to. Well, they got they knocked out They got no, knocked out but, but in, in terms of how they prepared, I, I think that they maybe felt they could go toe-to-toe with Croatia. I think that's And I think maybe mm. watching the World Cup performances, certainly at the back and how they were quite defensively organised and you know, obviously there were some emerging uh, defensive characters, uh, obviously uh, mm-hmm. notably yeah. <laughs> the, the big guy. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think in this situation, you, you, watching that team, they were so mobile. And that, yeah. they, they, they were kind of like interchanging. They were oh, like, it, it really was something else. And I just think the confidence that the World Cup gave them, mm. they thought we can go forward, we can swarm, we can, we can, you know, we can switch flanks quite quickly and stuff. Oh man, it was you, you said that you'd never seen an England side swarm like that before. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. The, the, yeah. the, the, the Spanish were like, oh my flipping god. Yeah, mm. and, and 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 England can swarm. Yeah, and <laughs> if you can swarm, you should always swarm. I, yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, we we made the point when Gareth Southgate took over and made this point of you know blooding a lot of younger players and ushering mm. a new, new generation through um, that they are unencumbered by the baggage of previous England generations, particularly the whole golden generation tag. Mm-hmm. And none of them have none of those players are associated with that time when England were uh, turgid really and, and mm. a bit, bit painful to watch and sort of full of um, or, or, well lacking any invention. And and you saw yesterday. I mean, imagine in the past even expecting an England team to, to, to stand up to Spain like that and to be confident enough to go alright we're not as good as you we're going to hit you on the break we'll have a few forays forward but otherwise we're going to try and soak it up we've, we've, you know, we've executed our game plan perfectly it's, it's England well, you, like, you don't see yeah. England doing that. They've were been you, so limited bit, in the past. Were you not a bit worried that they conceded two goals though? I know the second one came very very late on but the, the second half performance to be honest with you, it, it, with with some respects, this is not like for like, ladies and gentlemen. So please um, stay away from jumping down. My judge throat. him, no, judge but, him, but <laughs> judge him badly. In a few senses, it reminded me a little bit um, at, at times, with some little comparisons of Liverpool versus Manchester City in the Champions League in the quarter final last season, the first leg at Anfield. Now England didn't fly out the traps like Liverpool no. did and blow uh, Manchester City away, but in in the sense of. They, they they gave him a few good digs, which was enough to win the game ultimately. Yeah. And then Liverpool, obviously in the second half, defended really well and were airtight. England were not airtight. I think, bearing in mind England are developing and they're playing a better team, it wasn't too bad. Spain didn't create too much. Uh, but I think that uh, England's second half performance, yes, there was a few sloppy passes. Yeah. There was um, a, a complete lack of going forward at all. Mm. I mean, England never threatened the goal to my memory in that second half. And so England, if they can make that kind of second half, if they if they can sit on a lead a bit better, mm. they, they they sat on the lead, they did okay. They, they made three 0 look very dangerous for a but, lot. But, <laughs> but, what I would say, but but remember, don't forget, it's England. Mm. So it's not that Klopp Liverpool side sitting on a on a on a three 0 So yeah. it is England. So so England are not going to suddenly become you know you know Italy in the sort of early 90s or whatever just shut up shop and that'll well, do well the big well. test for the Marcus on that note was when um, Paco Alcacer scored yeah. 35 minutes to go really realistically in fact a bit more because there was quite a lot of injury yeah. time in the end as soon as that goal went in you thought, okay, now this is the test. Yes. Because, because if they score again mm-hmm. in the next 10 minutes, then there's no way England win the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, they were able to shut up shop and ride their luck a little bit. Well, they, uh, Jordan Pickford, but that's a mistake, so it's not... 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so if you will. We didn't conceive from that anyway. No. Yeah. It's just fine. Yeah. yeah. Jürgen, Klopp, Jürgen Klopp told me it can never happen again. So <laughs> he's pleased to go out of the way. But I, I wanted to, 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 to reserve special um, praise for the midfield, who, for me, in what was really a quite experimental midfield three, mm. England haven't played that formation very often. The personnel they had in there in Winks. who was Second inex- cap. Yeah, inexperienced. Barkley, who's coming back for the first time Absolutely. for a long time. And uh, Dyer, who I've personally criticised at the very top level, saying I'm not sure mm-hmm. he's got enough quality. They frustrated Thiago. They mm-hmm. swarmed all over Bushkit. Yep. Sal couldn't really have an effect on the game and ended up being substituted off. So um, they, they, they played to their strengths, they moved the ball quickly, and they were incisive when they needed to be. And that scoreline actually... 3 2. I know, I know it sounds weird because Spain had like 25 shots or whatever, mm-hmm. but it does flatter Spain because they I scored the 98th mean. minute. Yeah. And, and it, when we look back on this in the years to come without seeing the detail, we'll yeah. think, oh, we snuck that one. Yeah, but yeah, actually, yeah. we were devastating when we had to be. Mm-hmm. And we only had five shots, but three of those went in. Uh, and more importantly, as well, Rashford and Sterling both got goals, and, which is really, really important. And also, as well, I mean, while we're dishing out the praise to England, the fact that they, uh, they controlled the midfield so well, or not, not necessarily controlled it, but certainly, you know, um, put their put themselves in, yeah and, and you know had had, a, had a stake in it yes. impose themselves in it and the fact that England was so ruthless is a sign of confidence isn't it you can, yes. you can only finish with with a sort of clinical ruthlessness if you are a confident team and even with Barkley coming in as you say not having played that much for England or not having played for England for a long time Joe really. Gomez but as Joe well. Gomez absolutely that the spirit in that camp is clearly <laughs> one that is full of belief and you know it. it it started to feel like there was a danger of a sort of like sliding back into same old England after the Croatia result, but they've stood up and gone, no, 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 this is not going anywhere. This, mm-hmm. We're, we're going to keep this feeling alive. Yeah. And I, I understand Spain may have been missing sort of one or two that, that might start, but even Chilwell, mm-hmm. it's not, not long enough. He wasn't at the World Cup. <laughs> no. You know, you, you start looking at the names and you think, I'll tell you something, you know, Rashford hasn't started that many. I mean, okay, maybe that's a bit fanciful because Rashford's there but he's still a young guy mm. but that Sterling first goal the move oh, from yeah. England but then the ball from, from Rashford and also Pickford deserves some <sighs> credit from that the, the, the playing out from the back thing is clearly working because I know it was a fairly long ball <laughs> but it was with real real purpose yeah what about I mean that Sterling finish but what I, it was Michael Owen-esque against Argentina mm. but what I loved the way England played in that first half is England have pace mm. And we mentioned it, obviously, in a tongue-in-cheek manner when we were talking about Usain Bolt on the last show, uh, playing for um, his Aussie side. I think he's turned down a A man who's to... famously not a football player. <laughs> <laughs> he's turned down a contract with Valletta, I think, in Malta, you know, so there we are. I think Cruyff might have played there at one point. He might well have done. I yeah. think you might be right there. Uh, but if you've got pace, you know, we were joking around, you know, you'd play a high line, you know, Bolt would get in behind. But if you, if it, if you play a high line, because Spain did go into that game very confidently, because mm. England haven't beaten them for ages previously to that game, and they've, they've 38 games unbeaten at home in competitive matches, Spain and Just so on. thrashed Croatia as well. Exactly. Uh, and so, But Spain like to play a high line. They like to squeeze the pitch, of course, because that's, you know, what they do, and that's good. England knew that was going to happen. And I've always thought that if England can hit teams properly on the break, it's fine, you know, 27% possession, whatever England had. But if you take your chances, like you were saying, Luke, that's the way England should play against a better side to acknowledge these are better than us. Because sometimes in previous years, I don't know what's been going on with England managers. They sort of go, I think we can maybe go toe-to-toe or maybe. And you think, no, 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 you have to have more about you. And with with Holland and Southgate, they've come up with a plan there. Uh, England are 10-1 to to win the UEFA Nations League now with Bet365. £10 returned, £110 including stake. (sighs) Let's not go that far. (laughs) I I I mean, 
Marcus, I'm going to direct this at you. Yeah. Can England win this group? Of course they can. Yeah. <laughs> of course they can. can. Yeah, but you haven't got a big win under your belt. Southgate's never beaten the big side, bloody has now. Yeah. Bloody has now. Right then, let's move on to the Premier League. Stop flexing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham are at home to Tottenham Hotspur. Um, we're not going to move on completely from England because will we see any big challenges from Eric Dyer during this derby? I'd hope so. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's got one under his belt now. He said he put one uh, or a marker down on Sergio Ramos against Spain and Pochettino said he was proud of it and very very proud of his players, Winks, Kane, Trippier and Dyer as well. I mean, I love that. <laughs> the fact that Dyer puts that one in, you said he was, you know, bewildered that he got a yellow card and what does his manager say? Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> Yeah, forgetting who his manager is. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, forget, you can sometimes forget that about Pochettino because Spurs playing a certain way. But yeah, he was a bit of a naughty boy. It's interesting played. how that rule or that law in the game now, which says that whether you play the ball or not is irrelevant. The player doesn't seem to have filtered down to the players because the first thing they always say is, I've got the ball, I yeah, played the no, ball. Yeah, and, yeah. and the referee probably gets a little bit bored by saying, well, that doesn't matter. Yes. If it's excessive force, I'm within my rights to show you a yellow card or even the red card. Yeah, Maguire, to, so. Maguire had one as well. Yeah, but this game against West Ham will be a, a, fi- a fiercely contested one. No question, West Ham have been okay, haven't they? But Spurs have probably gone under the radar a little bit. They have. They're a bit like Arsenal, actually. The two North London sides, I think Arsenal as well as Spurs are only two points off the top. Spurs have won their last three. West Ham's sort of mini resurgence, if you will, was, was halted by Brighton last time out. Yeah. Uh, but Marco Anatovic among the goals uh, during international duty, as he, as he tends but to if, be. If you take into account that you've got this whole sort of narrative around Spurs where uh, not too long ago, Pochettino was sort of saying, now we need to show intent. We now oh, need to yeah. go and build on this we've built and then they, they end up not signing anyone and then Pochettino mm. says oh we were brave not to sign anyone and he sort of spun that yep. but mm. but really they've had their they've had their joint best start to a Premier League season ever and their best season start ever in terms of wins mm-hmm. um, and they've had a, they've been absolutely decimated by injuries as well I mean I went when I was at the Barcelona game they had to start with Winks and Wanyama in midfield mm-hmm. if you look at the players that have been out and are probably out for this game. It's Ali, Eriksson, Dembele, and Vertonghen. Yeah. Very, very important players. Like almost mm-hmm. the entirety of their spine, with the exception of Kane. They've been without Loris as well. They're probably going to be with. Well, they possibly could be without Rose this weekend as well. And at one point, they were without their two first choice goalkeepers. Yeah. Yet they've had such a good start. Mm-hmm. So um, going to West Ham won't be easy because. I saw the West Ham Brighton game. West Ham perhaps a touch mm-hmm. unlucky. I know Brighton had a goal disallowed quite late on, but West Ham are okay. Yeah, um, it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be an interesting game as well because West Ham really raised their game against Spurs. It's quite, they do quite surprising, but Spurs mm. um, and Southampton joint are the team that West Ham have beaten most in the Premier League. You wouldn't <laughs> think, would you? Because of sort of the, the do you remember that robbery under Allardyce where they beat them three 0 I think at White Lane, and they, and every time Spurs, Mor- Morrison, yeah, Morrison scored a goal yeah. late on, and they every time they attacked West Ham went up the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. score three. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny when you're talking about the statistics there, Luke, because. When I when you look at the table, I think, all oh, right, yes, Spurs are only two points off the top. You think of the great start Liverpool have had and Man City, obviously up there as well. They're only two points off. I think of Spurs. Oh yeah, they lost to Watford and then one or two, you know, others that they might have done better with. But you're right. Despite the injuries, they are having an impressive start to the season. Mm. And I, for me, it has gone under the radar as well. You would you would fancy Spurs in this one, but the old uh, the old Lions aren't going to, uh, you know. Lie down, roll and get over, bellies tickled. The draw here is eleven to four with bet three six five. Ten pound returns thirty seven pound fifty. If we see a stalemate, um, <clears throat> so yeah, last last season, um, Spurs won at West Ham and there was a draw. I think it was a draw at home in the league, um, mm. and then West Ham beat them in the League Cup. Of course, that's right. Yeah, there we go. There we are. All right, let's have some emails with PTD. Yeah, the one time I actually remembered that we had emails coming up almost uh, immediately, uh, Marcus today. 
uh, an off-air point at me. Yeah. Um, so I'm done doing it now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it as well. So, you got uh, a jingle? There's no reason for me to... Well, I'm reading off the iPad. Oh, for good. So, so he, 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 he starts off with a boast. But he hasn't it got a jingle. To be, fair, you, to be fair, you basically recreated the jingle there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the WhatsApp jingle. Oh, there we go. There we go. Lots of beers. Ah! You've got mail. There we go. There we go. Was that not a temporary jingle? You were saying. <clears throat> Do you want one of them? No. We just want to give him a bit more work. Is, is, I think Donaldson's on-air belligerence is the <laughs> is by far the most severe of any football podcast there ever. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, of course it is. I have more responsibilities than that. Heavy is the hat. You're worse than Glenn Denning, who I'm led to, <laughs> I'm led to believe is a quite a belligerent chap on air on, the, on the Football Weekly. Led to believe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, move, it. let's move on swiftly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Liam, Liam Fernandez. Hello, Liam. Hello, Liam. Uh, dear Ramblers, following Gibraltar's uh, recent triumphs, I thought I'd tell you about my encounter with one of their star players. His name is Andrew Hernandez. I'm not sure if you want to read his name out. We can do, I guess. <laughs> Just have. Just have. I collect uh, international kits with the eventual aim of owning one from each FIFA nation. Few people do with this, but uh, I read an article about a guy who completed it. And um, because some countries don't actually sell the national shirt, oh, um, you have to actually track down the players and ask yeah. them to send shirts. The which is incredible. They're in a Montserrat, aren't they? Two hundred and fifth in, in FIFA right. or something. So mm. yeah, you, they're not going to be selling them on Sports yeah. Direct, are they? But, yeah, but for football hipsters, I mean, complete it, complete shirtists or completists. Yeah, there's not many of those out there, are there? There's money to be made with uh, streetwear. Well, do it yourself then. Set, right, up, then. set up your own little business. Mm. Making hooky Montserrat kits. <laughs> like, when we were in Glasgow that time and you put together a range of Celtic shirts stitched yeah. together. Mm-hmm. That, could have, that could have sold. That took you all day. But yeah. it, looked, it looked terrible at the end of it. You couldn't sell it. <laughs> what I love about that is Pete's walking down the road. Someone's about to run up and punch to him. He quickly swizzles round. Yeah. Oh, best mates all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> like, my memory of that was us preparing for the live show, uh, doing going through the running order, doing all our preparation. You just sat in the corner with a needle and thread. Mm. This is very therapeutic. To be fair, you <laughs> say what I like, do on air anyway. You say like us going through our live, you know, running order is like some sort of meticulous task. It's well, not, oh, we're talking about that. Yeah, 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 good. I'll tell you why I mentioned it, Marcus, because Pete on stage famously forgot his bit, didn't he? And he had to run off and go and find <laughs> Look, it. I had a couple of drinks. I'm not letting sleeping dogs yeah. lie. That's, that's worse. That's annoyed me for the last two years, and that's get sleeper train on my own as well. I don't think you heard him. You, you, said, you didn't. No, 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 no. You did not have to do that. No, you you opted to do that because you thought Pete would be doing it as well, and you thought it would be funny. And then that's on you. And then he stitched me up and got the mega bus. <laughs> the mega bus, which had a little hammock that I slept in, which was brilliant. Uh-huh. Anyway, more to, of that. It was only called the bus until Pete got on it. Yeah. Yeah. Desperately wanting a Liechtenstein shirt, I went to the team sheets for their match against Gibraltar and found one of their players on Instagram. I messaged him, saying it would be amazing if you could send me a, a Liechtenstein shirt. I'll give money to a charity of your choice to say thank you, etc. I immediately realised that I hadn't actually uh, messaged a Liechtenstein player. I had uh, messaged a Gibraltar. Gibraltar? Oh, okay. Gibraltar. Yeah. Um, uh, Gibraltar shirts are surprisingly easy to obtain, so as not to seem like I didn't know what I was doing, I quickly followed up my message apologising for making the mistake and saying I actually only had a Gibraltar shirt, just wasting this man's time, right. which is what I'm enjoy- enjoying about this one. Uh, so I panic bought a Gibraltar shirt to back up my lie. <laughs> Yeah. Great British awkwardness. I, thought, awkward, I, th- I thought that would be the end of it, but the Gibraltar international Andrew was actually really lovely enough to get back to me and wish me luck getting the shirt. A week later, they beat Armenia, and I've been plugging up the courage to message in my congratulations. We now follow each other on Instagram. I've been watching his success with pride. What a lovely fella, and what a spell they're having. Oh, I've struck a Romeo. Yeah, they've, <laughs> they've, they've, they've won, won two so on the bounce. Yeah, two in a row. I've got a, a little for the rock. I've got a little Gibraltar update. A friend of mine, Ewan Flynn, he wrote a book called We Are Sunday League about his team, Sunday League team in London. Mm. Um, and the season it's, it's a really good book it's interesting but 
their centre-back for that season was none other than Roy Cipollina. Cipollina. Oh, wow. Who scored the other night for Gibraltar. He did. Mm. And he's got several caps now. Those Cipollinas who play at the back, centre-back, not related. Oh, wow. They're both just called Cipollina. But he, Cipollinas. But he went from Sunday League with Ewan's team Straight to playing for Gibraltar. Has he played against... He, he, Roy Chibli, he scored for them. Oh, okay. The he, scored for, got... he scored... I think he might have scored the winner in their last win. My goodness. Yeah, against whoever it was. Liechtenstein, I think. Armenia it. or whatever it was. They, yeah, they, then they beat Liechtenstein. Yeah, Liechtenstein, I think it was. He scored the winner again. Yeah, anyway, so um, that guy literally was a Sunday league player and now he plays international football. Magical. Wow. There you go. Uh, Andy Gray, not that one. Uh, I was listening to Monday's show and the mention of Daley Thompson playing football reminded me of when he signed for my local town side, Stamford AFC, in 1995. Ah. The Daniels, superbly named after Daniel Lambert, the world's fattest man, uh, were, <laughs> were managed by uh, Ramble. They were ma- managed by uh, Ramble favourite in massive inverted commas. Inverted commas you could probably see from space, I'd say. Uh, Steve Evans, uh, now boss, at, <laughs> oh, yeah. now boss at nearby uh, Peterborough United. Unsurprisingly, even at 37, Thompson uh, was still ridiculously fast and strong, bagging a couple of goals and an assist or two on his debut at no, home to SNL Corby. His appearance pretty much trebly crowded Stamford's old Warfop uh, Road ground. I seem to remember him getting hit with a reducer from behind in a later appearance, only to jump. Uh, up and uh, pull out the immortal do you know who I am the defender glibly replying yeah that's why I did it (laughs) (laughs) that's always the great answer that's always the best response Um, apparently a couple of mates who played for Stanford at the time said Thompson uh, ingratiated himself to the side or with the side by bringing a huge bag of free Adidas swag with him to training. Ooh. Yeah, textbook. Yeah. Textbook so, uh, stuff. Thank you, Andy Gray. Not that one. If you want to get to the show, show at thefootballramble.com. There we are. Well done all. Okay, in the second half, we're going to be talking about Chelsea, Manchester United, Wolves and Watford. See you in a moment. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ball's coming in the box now. What a save, Saproni. 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 Well, I love the Arctic Monkeys in the background there. Man, that's I, don't, nice I, don't, I don't know why that's in there. But well, I'll be recording it at work. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the previous show. Sponsored by Bet365. Chelsea versus Manchester United. We've had our international break. And it was a break for a number of reasons. One of them being uh, we didn't have to talk about Jose Mourinho. All eyes back on him. We, I suppose we never have to talk about him, but we well, he about, sort of forces his way in there, though, doesn't yeah. he? he makes All eyes on us. It's, it started again already, <laughs> All isn't it? All eyes on us. So, Pete, uh, Marcus, is, is is there been talk? Everybody at the bridge. <laughs> All eyes on us. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Um, is there at time of recording? Do we know if Mourinho is going to be banned from the dugout for this game? We don't. Uh, okay. So there's a yeah, there's um, an interesting situation. He's been charged by the FA for comments he made straight after the final whistle against Newcastle. Fuck off, you sons of bitches! In Portuguese, that uh, lip reader was a grass. <laughs> <laughs> Lose grass. Who's been lip reading again? If I was, Who's if, been lip grassing again? Yeah. If I was a lap, lip reader, I'd say, no, he's doing he's doing um, items for his big shop. He's listening, <laughs> listening. Yeah. Don't well, stitch him up. He could avoid a touchline ban for this match. 
He has until 6pm on Friday to respond to the charge. We're recording on Thursday, of course. I do hope he doesn't fuck off. If Mourinho responds, <laughs> if Mourinho responds to the charge close to the deadline, because he has to respond to the charge before right, the yeah. deadline. Well, I mean, he may not, but of course I that is the rule. I have nothing to declare but my brilliance. <laughs> Any sanction would not be imposed due to the normal procedure time of an independent commission hearing. Right. But if he responds with enough time for the hearing, then he would probably miss the trip. I have Stanford nothing Bridge. to declare... But a midfielder at centre half. <laughs> speaking yeah. of, um, so I'm at five to six on Friday. Speaking of disciplinary um, proceedings, I'm pleased you guys are all sat down for this surprising news. Oh yes. Is anyone else uh, just completely shocked that um, Joe Rules' appeal uh, against his red car was dismissed <laughs> against Spurs? Yeah, for when he chopped him. Who did he chop down? Was it? Uh... Was it Mora? I can't remember. Yeah, it was Lucas no, Mora. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. How did that get to... I mean... Got the bar, mate. There used to, there used to be a situation where if it's a frivolous appeal, you get an extra bat, mm. an extra game. Yeah, I remember Rio Ferdinand getting that yeah, one. That should happen. Constantly getting that in football, money. <laughs> constantly appeal. Appeal everything. Appeal everything. Yeah. Then storm yeah. out of a press conference. But going, looking into this game, um, one thing that's really sort of of note, I think, is that if you, you, you check out the game at Stamford Bridge between these two teams last season, and on the Chelsea side of the ledger, so much has changed. Oh, yeah. Mm. The, obviously, the manager's changed. But the person, a good few players won't, that were playing for Chelsea last mm-hmm. time will not play this time. And there's, and there's new players in there that will play, people like Jorginho and, and one or two others. Uh, and of oh, course, Ross yeah, Barkley, perhaps. Exactly. If you look on the United side, it just, it just feels like it's exactly the same. Yeah. Like a bit of a mishmash of a team. You don't know what well, team he's going to play. We don't change a winning formula. No. <laughs> you don't, but that's not relevant in this case. <laughs> we were talking about the Chelseaification of Man United around this time last season. Yes. With Matic going in there and obviously Lukaku having links to Chelsea and, and you know, one or two others. And um, it feels like it's almost a bit of a Frankenstein's monster now, isn't it? Like it's just like It's just bits and pieces of lots of mm-hmm. different ideas that haven't quite um, you know, achieved... Um, Sentience that wins football matches. I sort of ran out of steam. (laughs) But you know what I mean. But do you not think this would this would actually be quite Jose Mourinho for Man United to go there and actually get some sort of result and do okay and just sort of prolong what's kind of going on and people sort of going, is he turning it around? He probably isn't. But that was was a big result against Newcastle after a terrible first. Yeah, it's the nature of it as well, isn't it? Especially with Sanchez getting the winner of a player that's had a lot of criticism. I don't, I don't, Marcus, I don't agree with that. I think we've gone beyond that now. I I think, I think we're now in the situation, as I said a week or two ago, it's just my opinion, but Mm -hmm. that if they get on the end of a bad result, just the whole thing starts up again. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, I don't think there's any chance at all if Man United go and win this game at Stamford Bridge, everyone's going to go, oh, now we're on their way. Now they're on no, their no, way. No, 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 I'm saying no prolonging it rather than a, a complete turnaround. But but, but I, I, I just don't see any... F- fair enough. Uh, maybe I mis- misunderstood the point, but uh, my, my assessment of it is just that it, no matter what team he plays at Stamford Bridge on Saturday lunchtime, mm-hmm. I can't... I can't Imagine a lineup he puts out where they go, oh, that's what he's trying to do. Mm. Oh, and then it works. Mm. No, he's going to do that every week because he changes his team every single week. Yeah. No, no, which, but... he, which he used to do so brilliantly. It's easy to forget, isn't he? He was the absolute master of, 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 a, of a tactical change, of game management, of, of just really, really making his substitutes like win a game. Mm. And that seems to have deserted him. And perhaps it's because he's fallen out with the players so much. Now, this is a really interesting thing. Man United haven't won at Stamford Bridge in any competition since Alex Ferguson retired, mm. which is an amazing, amazing thing. And he'd love to go there and get that. But I, I, I just see the soap opera continuing because there is an X Factor. You aware of yeah. the X Factor? Yes. Yeah. Is it good? Any good? It's no new thing, is it? It's it, it's <laughs> it's a man called Mike Dean. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. The Dino's in charge of it. He is in charge. Of course, he's in charge. So, of I mean, it. I think the most Mike Dean thing that could happen here would be Mourinho avoiding a ban, then getting sent to the stands against Chelsea yeah. at Stamford Bridge. I think that's it. 
I think that's a. I like that um, you often inform us where Dean is refereeing. Mm. I like, don't seek it out, if, but if I notice it, it just it Jim, just pops out. First game of the season, I was at Fulham against Palace. Imagine my delight when Deanie walked up. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. Box office. I instantly took a photo and put it on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Big Dino, yeah. Um, Eden Hazard uh, was was interviewed recently and he was talking about possible move to Real Madrid and so on. And he mentioned... Did, did he know he was being interviewed I, yeah. based on what he said? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is remarkable. Yeah. I, I was doing... Um, when this happened, yeah. I was doing a um, I, I was doing a show where you, you talk about the news headlines. Mm-hmm. And um, they, not they, the show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, have I got news for fuck you? Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, this is much better. You do whatever you want. Um, and um, they, they, they showed the, the the interview. Yeah. One of one part of which was broadcast out, I think, and mm. the other part which wasn't broadcast out, but was on camera and they mm. then they then they broadcast it out because of the stuff he said yeah. right and and one thing that hasn't been mentioned enough in my opinion is mm-hmm. the look on his face when he's saying it mm-hmm. he is so obviously knows exactly what he's doing so obviously being mischievous by saying it yeah. and the only there's no defense to it because the, the immediate response to him make saying all this stuff about Real Madrid is why are you saying it then yeah. Yeah. no one's making you say it footballers flat back questions away all the time yet he chooses that to say, oh, well, you never know. I love Real Madrid, blah, blah, blah. I want to win the Ballon d'Or. Next. Mm. It, the, 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 the most he should say is, well, look, you know, any boy growing up would want to play for, for Real Madrid. They're absolutely a huge club. But, you know, Chelsea are a huge club as well, and I'm, I'm happy, happy here and all yeah. that. That's that's the most you should say, because you, you're effectively saying, oh, you know, Real Madrid. And people say, oh, but I want footballers to be a bit more honest and, and so on and so mm. forth. In one sense, yes, but in another sense, like a lot of Chelsea he's fans, a lot though, isn't he? Like, he's yeah, done this yeah. a few times. The, the only reason he could be saying it is just because he wants to get a better contract. And we saw yesterday Bruce Buck um, at Chelsea was talking about preparing a massive new pay rise for Hazard and his due a contract and all the rest of it. So it could serve a purpose on that front. But this stuff keeps coming up over there. He's not going to endear himself to Chelsea. I would never have thought that. Bruce Buck would be the name of a finance guy in football. The buck stops there. <laughs> I mean, the, the Ballon d'Or thing as well, it sounds quite cynical, but it's also quite clever, isn't it? Because it's um, putting forward this kind of essentially ridiculous intangible that Chelsea can't really... What Deliver can you do with the that? Ballon like, I, mean, I mean, but they, they probably can, but... Well, of course. I mean, the fact he said it—it's just—it's this unknowably strange but thing. But Jimmy can't get it. He probably feels like he can't get it, or he has no chance of getting it this season because they're not in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. true. So, I mean, he, I don't think you know a Europa League player is not going to win the. Yeah, game. Of course, but sort of like you know, long term, Chelsea expect to be back up there, and they probably will be. They do, so but if he's you mean, looking ahead to the future without I mean, Chelsea. But if you look at the recent list of winners, it's all you know. Obviously, Ronaldo, Messi have mm. dominated, but a lot of Real Madrid, Barcelona players. You've got teams who are. The best size in Europe. There might be one or two anomalies. Forgive me if I've missed something there, but it, but that is it. And he clearly wants to go to Real Madrid. Now I, I actually um, tweeted out this about how I felt it was from the Ramble account. It was. I just felt not not a huge shame for crying out. It's football, and it's a footballer talking about the prospects of his career. So I'm not yeah. really put out by it for crying out. No, loud. you are. You were fuming. I was fuming. <laughs> um, uh, I phoned you in tears. You're fuming now. He's, uh, at, he's at me there. <laughs> but but I I just. There's something about a footballer saying, you know, I want to go over there. It's a bit like what happened with Neymar when he mm. went to, to PSG and obviously that's not working out. Oh, no, he wants to come back. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course it's his career. Of course he should aspire to yeah, to win as much as he can. And, and and obviously if your performances are brilliant, you get the individual ones. But I was interested in some of the replies we got. And I, I feel that you, you try and win trophies for the team and then the, the individuals are sort of a byproduct, you know. And I know, mm. Luke, you've spoken quite well on this. What did you make of his comments about? I've spoken well on it, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> Just back I, me well, up, bruv. I've told you, I, I told you sort of what I, what I think about what his behaviour. But uh, in terms of the, the individual award stuff, you, uh, you guys know and people who listen to the show will know, 
even if they don't care, they'll know <laughs> that um, I, don't, I don't see individual awards as... I just don't see top players at the end of their careers in 20 years after they've retired or whatever saying, oh, I won this amount of Ballon d'Or. I, 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 no, I, 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 I think there might about, be a massive sea change on that one. Yeah, there is. Well, that's what I was going to go on to say. Traditionally, that would never happen. Mm. Now, because of Messi and Ronaldo and because of the rise of individualism, individualism not just in football, but generally broad, more broadly speaking as well, I think you're right. There could be a sea change and we could see it um, happening more and more. For, for, for me, though, the most annoying thing is that for a certain echelon of, of football and a certain um, level of footballer, their interest in the league is so it's so in the background compared to the Champions League. Just it's the only competition they want to be in, and it's such a top players, yeah, top, top, like those those sort of Eden Hazard players. They just want to play in the Champions League. They're almost not asked about the Premier League. I don't know. know. I, I don't know. know if that's it just gets it's Liverpool just really, players. He would have well. he would have pushed through <laughs> a move in the summer though. If that was probably true, I understand what you mean. Well, no, he tried to push. The thing about that is, I think you're both right, but you have to understand that Hazard would have gone to Real Madrid in the summer, but Real Madrid didn't try and sign okay, him. Yeah, the yeah. only reason he didn't go is because Real Madrid didn't make a bid for him. They want those, they want those Tuesday and Wednesday night lights, kind of. But, they want the Champions League music. They don't want to be playing at Stoke. They don't want to be playing at... at well, they won't. Yeah. I mean, Stoke got I mean, that, I mean, that is fair, Those two it? teams have been relegated, <laughs> admittedly. Um, going back to Chelsea as a team, though, yes. they haven't lost at all in any competition since the Community Shield. Impressive. And they've been... I don't think anyone here thought that they would be able to to challenge Liverpool or Man City. I, mean, mm. I, I personally thought Man City will be head and shoulders and, and you know, maybe they still will be. Do you think that we'll find out a lot in this game against Man United how long they can sustain this for? Mm, I think this is uh, it's an interesting test for them because they're the better side, but they are yeah. against a trickier opponent. And I, th- I, think, I think Chelsea will sustain. I think that we've talked about Manchester City and Liverpool being perhaps the main title Challengers, or not challengers, Man City, the champions. But you know what I mean. I honestly, I would, I really hope we see three teams going for it, and I think mm. Chelsea could be up there the way mm. they're playing. The only thing that I would be mildly concerned about is um, the, the the strikers are not scoring too much. But then, as Giroud has proved a few times before, and most notably in the World Cup, he doesn't even need to get a shot on target well, to win the big trophies, does he? Giroud is actually the leading assist maker in the league. Yeah, well, there you go. So he proves his and worth. Hazard is stepping up with goals, but you know, I, I said um, before, didn't I, about about Sarri, about how he's so dogmatic to his system. Yeah, and um, I oh, heard, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, and I had Napoli he was anyway. No, but you're saying so his re- reluctance to be adapt that system could bite could them do on the because he might be faced with different challenges, and he might find out that they come up against Man City, who are better than them, mm-hmm. and they they might have to change it to, to compete or they'll get beaten and that could be the difference, couldn't it? Because if those teams are both going for it. I heard Danny Murphy say, though, that he thought that if a team was good enough and they knew the system well enough, players don't like it being changed that often anyway, which I can sort of see that side of the point. Depends of if you're well. on the bench or not. Though. True, exactly. If you're on the bench, you definitely want it changed. You certainly do, yeah. Uh, Chelsea are 9 to one yes. third favourites, having said all that, to win the Premier League this season with Bet365. £10 will return £100, including stakes, should they do it in Maurizio Sarri's first season in charge. Cool, how about that, eh? Uh, before we move on, I know it's he's an ex-Man United player now, but that Wayne Rooney free kick for DC mm, United. Enjoying that, Check that out. Well, it, it doesn't matter what level of well, it kind of does keeper wise, but I mean, it was a long. I, 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 don't it was a he's, I don't care who he's playing for. That that's a cracking goal. It was an no, absolute. Apparently, the balls are um, lighter in the MLS. Lighter in the MLS. Oh, and if, if things if things couldn't get worse for Man United, by the way, um, then uh, that photo of Kanye West wearing a Man United tracksuit. Yeah, that's a bizarre one, isn't <laughs> what it? Do we think about I mean, that? everything he does is bizarre. Surpri- say surprising, isn't it? <laughs> Make United great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I don't feel sorry for Man United fans. You had a lot of good times recently. Um, you did. So there we are. Let's move on to Wolves versus Watford. Wolves haven't lost in the league since August. 
No. You look at their you look at their record, chaps. I mean, it's pretty impressive. They're not big scorers, Jim, but Big Nuno has got them well drilled at the back, and he does. won Manager of the Month for September, yeah. which he said at the start of that month was his main aim. This is a this is a, a really good example. Three teams here, a really good example of how the Premier League and we always use this word narrative, and I know some people hate it, but it really does best describe it, of how coverage of the Premier League works, right? So the start of um the season is all about Watford, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Well, can Watford do it? And and before you know it, the, the Twitter JPEGs are coming out, the memes, oh, this is what Watford, this is what Leicester were doing this time when they yeah. won it. Mm. And then Watford just fall off a cliff and, and now they're ninth and, and they've lost, I don't think they've won, won in their last four in the Haven't won in four, Which is yeah. a real common they, problem at Watford, isn't it? They seem to, in my head at least, they seem to do this a lot, go on a really good run and then just sort of fall apart for a bit. And then they get beaten badly by, guess who? Bournemouth. Bournemouth, right? <laughs> Bournemouth beat them 4-0 at their place. And then Bournemouth are flavour of the month. Eddie Howe this. Is it, what's Jobs he going to do mm-hmm. next? Eddie Howe, mm-hmm. Bournemouth are up in sixth. I mean, to be and, fair, and, they st- I mean, they're only four points off the top. And now we're talking about Wolves because they're playing Watford and Wolves, of course, went to Crystal Palace yeah. and beat them. And they're only five points off the exactly. top. Exactly. So, so it's funny how Stop different, teams, got us. different <laughs> teams become like flavours. I'm just as bad as anyone else about it. Um, different teams become flavours of the month and we'll, mm. we'll wait to see who comes next. Indeed, we and will. Different yeah. managers become managers of the month. Yeah. It's quite pleasing, though. Uh, Wolves versus Watford um, playing each other. I think that you'd have to have Wolves as favourites. For this one, yeah. the way they're playing, and I, I, the Wolves player that I've, I've quite enjoyed this season is the, the striker Raúl Jiménez. He's not scored too many goals. He might have what, one or two this season, maybe just the one. But I really, talking of Giroud, he's his hold-up play is superb. Mm. And with that Wolves midfield, you know, you know they've got goals in them and and whatnot. I think was it Jiménez who lay off to um, Martino Old Trafford off the top of my head. Mm. When they he, are when spreading he, the goals around. They are spreading the goals mm. around. But his link-up play with with the Wolves, the way they like to play, they've got a few. Um, as we know, Portuguese player in there like to play the ball to feet, blah de blah. When you have a striker who can bring in those players, you know he's pretty good with his back to goal. Jimenez, <clears throat> it, 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 for that style of football they're playing, it, it can add a lot. And if if they can add goals, because I say Wolves are not scoring that many, but they are not conceding many at all, then it could be an incredible season for them. I know they've spent big, and I, you know, that's you know, fortunately or unfortunately, how, however you look at it, the way football is these days. But they really could cement themselves in the top. Oh, I think the they season. will. I think if you look, I was at one you earlier in the week, and you, you look at the criticism people like Costa and Nev's got for moving to Wolves from Porto and Benfica in a World Cup year. and mm. um, But now they're both in the Portugal squad. Mm. I mean, they're both young enough to, to sort of reap the benefit of that um, for a while to come. Costa's 24 and Nev's, I think, is 21. So the, 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 the owners at Wolves are wealthy. They've got a lot of money because um, that's what wealthy means. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But they've got this seven-year plan where they want to sort of push Wolves into mm-hmm. the top 10, then into the top um, four, and then they want to go on and try and win the Premier League, of course, which is very ambitious. But you, when you go there, you can't really help but be impressed by the setup there. Mm. And I, I just don't think there's any chance at all they'll be relegated. I just can't see them going no. anywhere near it. And I, I think they have a good chance of getting in the top 10 as well. Um, I was impressed when I was down there. I thought it was a good setup. Mm. Mm. I mean, Wolves' aim you know as long as i've been watching football is to consolidate themselves as a premier league team isn't it and i've never seen them never seen them look anywhere near as close to this they yeah. don't look like a promoted team do they no they really don't but for years do you remember wolves were always that team that were kind of hanging around the top end of well, it was Division One, and then the championship. Yeah, they came so, up in 2003 with Portsmouth. Yeah. They did, yeah. and, and, it, and it was... It Doritos took a, sponsorship. Yeah. Alex yeah. Ray pulling it the strings in the midfield. Paul Ince. I saw was Paul, Glenn Hoddle 
manager? He was around at one point, yeah. yeah. They had Paul Ince and Alex Ray in the midfield, you're right, yeah. That was when Ince, yeah, that was when he got sent off and he was like, well, the referee can now tell his grandkids he's, he's sent go. off Paul Ince. Yeah, but, the, but with Wolves... He, he, he wasn't in a Wolves shirt, though. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he had his top off. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes, they're, they're here and they look as though they're uh, here to stay. And the Wolves win here um, is 8-11 to 11 with Bet365. So £10 return, £17.27, including stakes. Should Wolves do the business and you would be a fool to doubt them. I think they've got a good chance of winning at the weekend. It's just business. Uh, speaking of which, what is our best bet? Bet three six five, Luke. We got someone else in the in the seats now. Yeah. Um, Jack Drury who says, "Morning Ramblers." In light of some debatable choices from previous best betters, I think it's time I came in and sorted it all out. Jack, you are not the first person to say or think that. Uh, to do so, I'm going to look at the juiciest affair kicking off at twelve thirty on Saturday with Jose Mourinho returning to Stamford Bridge to face his former side, high flying Chelsea. Unfortunately for Jose, the international break came as soon as they finally regained some form in the final 20 minutes against Newcastle last week. Sorry to bring it up again, Pete. And Chelsea look unstoppable with a certain Aiden Hazard running rampant. That is why my best bet is Chelsea to be victorious and the little Belgian maestro to score his eighth of the season, which comes in at 7-4 on Bet365's Bet Builder. Keep up the good work, guys. I look forward to raising some big money for charity. Chelsea to beat Man United and Aiden Hazard to score is indeed 7-4 with Bet365 and is our bet, bet, uh, best bet. Thanks for that, Jack. £50 returns £137.50, including stake. With all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK, you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, it's begambleaware.org. Go on, Jacko. Yeah. Jack Drury. We, we look, we're pulling for you, mate. Certainly are. Now, ladies and gentlemen... Time for going for gold. Time for going for gold. So the heat is on and the time is right. right. It's time for you. What you to play the game? Cause people are coming, everyone's trying, trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high, we're all going for going for gold. There we go. Yeah. I'm a bit worried about my form. <laughs> I haven't won one for ages. I don't um, think I've won one since Ed and Jekko, third or fourth game of the season, uh, we, week of the season. We uh, on the WhatsApp group, uh, I mentioned that I once in- interviewed the um, architect of that track. Yes, you Hans did, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer, and I didn't click record on the <laughs> recorder, and so we sat there for a good twenty minutes talking. You knew, uh, and I knew halfway through that I hadn't clicked record, so get the style it, out. It was just just that style out and pretend that um, it was going to go out on the radio, and it never did. Oh. So there we go. Oh, Hans Zimmer sent a few uh, sternly worded letters. <laughs> I've, waiting for this, I've been waiting for this interview to air for, for weeks. The, the heat really was on for me. <laughs> <laughs> the time was, was not right. right. Was not right. <laughs> um, Tom Adams. Thank you, Tom Adams. Uh, I, I sort of run roughshod over a lot of people that are getting in touch and uh, giving me clues. I do really appreciate it because at the end of the day, I am almost pathologically lazy. So uh, yeah. thank you very much to everyone who, who does I mean, get involved with the, uh, with the clues. To put that into starker focus... You thank Let's the listeners. <laughs> you thank the listeners so much because purely, if they didn't, this feature could not exist. No, yeah, the heat would be off. Yeah, um, Bon. <laughs> that sounded like the birth. <laughs> I've never done that with my mouth. What You're reenacting the birth. I just went. I just went. Bon. <laughs> bon on the first of November, nineteen sixty-three. Oh. oh. Okay. I made 72 appearances for my national side, scoring 16 goals. Stop. Finidi George. Nice. Oh, ho, ho. I love, love that. that. Yeah, it could be, could be 57 or 55. Or <clears throat> yeah. um, I've played for uh, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Everton, Blackburn. 
and a couple of others. Whoa, that's a weird. That's a weird mm. one. Can you say them again, please? Barcelona, please. Chelsea, Blackburn. Yeah, Barcelona, Chelsea, Blackburn, Bayern. Huh. And Everton. Blimey. Stop. Ed De Hoy. I love his face. I love his little moustache. But no. Yeah, I don't think he played for Bayern Munich, did he? I don't think. I'm not sure if he played for any of those sides. He played for played Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, you mentioned Chelsea. Sorry, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> I love that. Jim's by far the best at this. We just I don't know why I'm, I'm criticising. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I once played two competitive games in the same day. Well, that's good. Yeah. Good, good, good for him. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. They were for Bayern Munich and Wales. Oh. oh. Stop. It's got to be Mark Hughes, isn't it? It is Mark oh, Hughes! Yeah. Well done, Morsi. Congratulations. Thank God for that. I omitted now. Manchester United for obvious that reasons. That was naughty. He, he played for Bayern. I didn't know that. My, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, my uh, real first name is Leslie. I did know that. Is um, it really? Leslie Hughes. Hughes. Leslie Hughes. Yeah, Leslie Mark Hughes' his name is. Yeah. You're Hughes. back in there. Yeah, I'm pleased. It's, oh. a, it's a monkey off my back. Nice yeah, one. It really Lovely. is. Fantastic. Thanks Lovely very much Lovely old job. There we are. Some fine clues from Tom Adams there. If you want to get into the shot and chuck me some clues and help a guy out, Pete at thefootballramble.com. Don't send it to the main account. That's foolish. That's no. foolish talk. We've had some really good ones go to the main account. We can never use them. We can them. never use them. No, yeah. absolutely. Right. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. We're back on Monday, of course, with the Football Ramble. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. See ya. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Bye. Bye from me, listeners. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. production.